Welcome once again to Robert Nauer Unfiltered. And I've lived in the villages now for over 18 years, and I have seen a lot of changes since 2007. And those who move here that are brand spanking new, they think everything is wonderful, and of course they would, because they've been here for such a short period of time they're not aware of their surroundings, what goes on, what goes on outside of the bubble, as we call it. Issues with infrastructure in the surrounding cities and townships. Governmental issues. They never read their CDD rules and regulations, so they're oblivious to those things. And everything is just hunky-dory as far as newbies are generally concerned. <clears throat> and it is only until they become enlightened which means they have to study and read the rules and regulations and then compare that to other issues and other governmental bodies throughout the state of Florida that a person would become enlightened and become aware of the goods and the bads, the pros and the cons between that that they seek information on. For example... If you're to be enlightened about CDD rules and regulations that you seem to hate because you're non-compliant, then you also need to go and read a multitude, and I mean not just one, two, or three, but about 40 or 50 different HOA rules and documents from other subdivisions and HOAs throughout the state of Florida, which I have done. I've read literally hundreds of HOA documents. Why? Because I've often thought about moving out of the villages. And we did it one time and we came back to, but we learned that HOAs are very, very problematic. And they have been since Ron DeSantis and the GOP legislatures started rewriting the rules for HOAs in Florida, both for condo HOAs and regular HOAs. And many of the HOA documents that were written were written 20 and 30 years ago and have never been updated. Some, however, have gone to the extreme and hired attorneys to rewrite and amend their HOA documents, making them even more onerous than they were 30 years ago. The simple fact is that 40 to 50, 60 years ago, HOAs, there were very few in the state of Florida, and they have actually gone up exponentially by over 100,000 in the last three years in the state of Florida. That's how many new developments and HOA documents have been created throughout the state of Florida. Originally, HOAs were meant to keep blacks and Jews out of the state of Florida or out of gated communities, the wealthy, the upper crust. But they have actually morphed into a way of shifting the tax burden from the cities and the townships and towns over to these little HOA communities so that the cities and the counties are no longer responsible for maintaining the roads, maintaining the sewers, maintaining the lights or any other infrastructure within the gated compound of the HOA, no matter where it is located. So yes, today, HOAs are predominantly existing and growing in numbers by leaps and bounds because the cities and the towns and the local counties do not want to be encumbered with the financial burden of maintaining streets. So what they do is they make the developers of these communities create an HOA, which thus dictates the maintenance 
and uh, renovation of streets, lights, sewers, etc., and water flow and easements. And they will tell developers when they seek an application for a development to go ahead and agree to all of these requirements so that the tax burden is not on the county or the city, but in fact ends up being on the residents of the HOA. And thus, the reality is if you're an HOA and you buy into a brand new HOA, let's say you're 40 years old and you buy into an HOA in, say, Oviedo, Florida. And by doing that, you end up starting out at $175 a month. That would be actually low in today's standards for an HOA. But over the years, it will increase by 3 to 4% and may even increase more <clears throat> depending upon what the HOA board votes in. You have to read the HOA to know what the allowance is for incremental increases in HOA fees and or assessments, which can come at any time. Residents and people who buy into HOAs that do not read the documents before they buy into an HOA can have a very rude awakening. Now, that will not occur in the villages. People say, well, the village is not an HOA. Well, yeah, in fact, it really is. It's just an HOA by a different bird of a different feather. All of the same applicability of rules and regulations that an HOA has are also found in all of the village CDD documents for rules and regulations as to who's going to maintain the streets, what you can do with setbacks, what you can plant and not plant, what you can put in your front yard, flagpoles, and every other god-awful imaginable thing that you can even think of is found in the CDD rules and regulations for the villages. However, the one thing that is really nice about the villages over that of HOAs is that in an HOA, the board will issue a letter to a homeowner offender who has violated the HOA rules and regulations and give them basically 10 days to two weeks to rectify the problem, at which time the board will then call the homeowner for a meeting. And if the homeowner still objects, to rectifying whatever the situation, maybe it's mold on a roof, maybe it's mold on the side of the house, maybe it's the fact that the house needs to be painted, maybe it's that the driveway is not allowed to have colors on it, or whatever the case is, basketball hoops out in the driveway. Oh, the board will give them their final recommendation, there will be a vote, and then fines will be imposed on the HOA member. In HOAs, as opposed to the villages, an HOA, if the HOA documents, the rules and governing regulations of an HOA stipulate that if fines go unpaid, the HOA can vote to have the house go into foreclosure and then seize the house and sell it. Yeah, even though you might only owe three or $4,000 in fines, the HOA can actually seize your house by foreclosure rules and sell your house right out from under you. Oh, you say, oh, bullshit, that's not possible. Well, yeah, it is. One example is a subdivision down in Vero Beach, Florida, where I used to live, and it's called Crystal Falls. And if you read the Crystal Falls regulations, they've actually seized three sets of different properties and sold them. And then they take the money from the homes and the land that they seize and put it into their coffers as a reserves. So it behooves any homeowner to never, ever, ever be delinquent in their HOA fees. Whereas, 
in the villages, the villages cannot do that. The villages cannot seize a person's property and sell it. Ah, so there is a big difference right there. The same rules and regulations basically still apply as to what you can and cannot do with your property. And it behooves every homeowner in the villages to read the rules and regulations. But say, for example, that a homeowner, and there have been quite a number over the past 18 years that I've been here, have been delinquent or violated rules and regulations and been hauled before the ARB board and the board of commissioners and they've ruled against the homeowner because the homeowner still is violating the rules and regulations. And also, I'd like to point out one other thing, that the rules and regulations are different for every single CDD in the villages. As they get newer and newer, more rules and regulations are applicable to them than they were in the original CDD 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. So, if a homeowner becomes delinquent, the only thing that the CDD board can do, and they do do it quite often, is to impose fines, sometimes $50 a day, sometimes $150 a day. And for really onerous, egregious issues, sometimes $500 a day. Those, those are rare. Well, wait a minute. If you were imposing fees like that, over a period of time, they could mount up so much that the homeowner could no longer afford to pay the fines. Say that the homeowner uh, is living on a $2,000 a month income. And over a period of time, the homeowner may have amassed five to $10,000 in fines in the villages. And if they don't pay them, well, so what? Well, the deal is that is different from an HOA is that in the villages, the villages is only going to file a lien against the homeowner for whatever the amassed fines are. A lien. A lien will go against the house. But the CDD cannot seize the house, cannot force it into foreclosure, cannot sell the house. So they can keep adding liens for accrued penalties against the homeowner, but that is all they can do. So many of the homeowners finally realized this and just said, well, fuck it. I'm 85 years old. I don't give a rat's ass if they go ahead and find me $10,000 a day in the villages. Because, one, they can't seize my house, and number two, they can't sell it out from under me, and they can't force me to pay the fines. And that is, in fact, true, my friends. The villages' CDD boards are not empowered to do that. So all they can do is place liens against your house so that either when you die and or you sell the house, then those liens will have to be satisfied to the villages before the new occupant can take over the home in the villages. And that, my friends, is the difference between the villages not being as exactly like an HOA on the outside of the bubble. Whereas on the outside of the bubble, the HOAs can actually enforce those liens and force you into foreclosure, seize your property, and sell it. But of course, the HOA documents have to stipulate that. And many of the new HOA documents do stipulate that. And if you don't believe it, go check out Crystal Falls. And how do I do that, you ask? How do I find these HOA documents? Well, it's very, very easy. Florida state law requires that every HOA in Florida give 
a copy of the HOA documents, rules and regulations, and amendments that are made to the county. And every county in the state of Florida, of which there are 67, are required to post those HOA documents, rules, regulations, uh, liens, foreclosures, amendments, every other legal document online. So how do I find them? Well, for example, and I'm just going to give you one example because I know it best. Indian River County, Florida, which is IR, um, let's see, Indian River County Government. If you just Google Indian River County Government and it, do not click on the document icon. Instead, there's, they have little icons that look like documents or people or tools or whatever. You will want to click on the one that looks like a person. And when you click on that one that says like a person, there's a whole lot of blocks to fill in. But all you need to do is put in the general block at the top, Crystal Falls, HOA, and Crystal Falls governing documents. And when you do that and you hit the search mechanism, all of the many documents that have ever been filed against Crystal Falls will pop up. And that's basically how you do it for every county. Now, every county's website is a little bit different. I'm used to finding it under Indian River. Uh, you can do the same thing under Sumter County for the villages or Marion County, but that's how you're going to find and be able to read. Well, wait a minute. What about, here's a real kicker. <laughs> this is a real kicker. So what about the uh, CDD rules and regulations for the villages? Well, they don't have to be posted per se, but they are. They're posted under um, the districtgovernment.org, but they are not considered HOA documents. And there's the difference. So it behooves every last one of you villagers that's buying in or buying a used house before you ever sign on the dotted line. Go read the CDD documents, rules and regulations for the CDD that you're buying into and make sure that you are willing to comply with all of those various rules and regulations. And again, you can find them under districtgov.org or you can simply have your realtor get a copy for you so that you can read them. But I would advise anybody in the state of Florida to never ever sign a purchase agreement until you have either read the HOA documents or the CDD rules and regulations for the area that you want to live. And with that, Bob out.